Listener Production. Wall Street starts a new week on the front foot. And Aussie shares are set for a muted open ahead of a speech by Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock tonight. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Tuesday the 24th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, as we look at the US markets with uh, a little under an hour remaining in their session, what stands out is the contrast to the way that we finished last week, a slightly more convincing tone, I suppose. We have the Dow Jones down by 0.2 of a percent, but the S&P 500 up by a third of a percent and the NASDAQ up by around 0.8 of a percent. Interest rate markets have been interesting, and we'll unpack this in a moment, but uh, long and short-term interest rates lower by a meaningful margin. What's changed? Well, what we did see, Tom, is the 10-year US Treasury yield pull back. So it hit a fresh 16-year high. It got up to 5.02% earlier in the trading session overnight, and then it pulled back and is currently down by eight basis points to 4.85%. And that provided some support for the equity market. So at the beginning of trade, in the first 15 minutes, we saw the S&P 500 down almost 1%, but now it's up 0.2%. From the peak to the trough, we saw long-term interest rates fall by almost a quarter of a percent. And it was almost impossible to ignore that from a stock perspective. The stocks do look quite closely at the bond market from time to time when things are getting a little bit frazzled. And today, they certainly took their cues from that market. However, I would put it to you right that over the course of the last couple of days, in, in the course of the last week, we have seen equity markets pull back quite significantly. So they've fallen by the better part of 5% from their recent peak. Is this now just a little bit of a consolidation uh, or is it going to become something more meaningful? Well, it largely depends on what happens with earnings this week, Tom. So we've got the Magnificent Seven. They're going to release their earnings over the course of the next couple of days. That represents about a third of the share market reporting their results. And what we did see, interestingly, was some of those mega cap stocks, which are likely to report in the near term lift as part of this increase or this rebound or pairing of losses when it came to the equity market. So we saw Microsoft up by 1.4%. We saw chip make and NVIDIA lift 4.3%. So they really did lead gains. Now, you're not talking about the famous Western film when you talk about the Magnificent Seven. You're talking about the relationship that um, stocks have uh, when uh, hard-nosed investors compare them to bonds and the valuation on on those important stocks is becoming a little more attractive. And the risk dynamics have changed a little bit, I suppose. You've got your uh, investors just beginning to see a little more value appear, I suppose, by that measure when it comes to the stock market. Well, we're a long way from 6.5%, but history suggests that the 10-year Treasury yield greater than around that level tends to lead to lower valuation. So We're currently around 5% thereabouts, but you never know. We could increase further from here, and typically what that does is it leads to lower equity valuations, but it's hard to know at the moment really where this is a tipping point. I mean, you've got a a tension here between the tactical and the strategic. So, you know, the tactical issue obviously is trying to navigate this situation in the Middle East, and the strategic picture is one where you're looking a little more long term and trying to work out, okay, where do you place your eggs? What basket? Are you tending to favour things like government bonds or are you still liking uh, stocks, I suppose, in in rough terms? Would you agree with that? 
Well, for the first time in about 20 years, we've got some competition for stocks with yep. treasury yields as high as they are and obviously cash rates where they are as well, over 5%. So certainly from a balanced portfolio, a diversified perspective, you would have a significant allocation to bonds at the moment for sure, particularly with the geopolitical risks in the Middle East. Ryan, why don't we quickly unpack some stock stories because there are some worth talking about, including Stellantis, the car maker. Uh, they have been in the throes of some pretty terse negotiations with the United Auto Workers Union. And last night, that union ordered 6,800 workers to down tools and walk out of their Sterling Heights, Michigan operation, one of their most important operations. We're seeing these continuing themes around higher wages, supported by US President Joe Biden. He's a fervent unionist and is out there at picket lines in various places in the last month or two. And of course, he's encouraging workers to try and extract as much as they can at the moment with inflation elevated. So what we have seen is the United Auto Workers Union looking to extract further concessions into a sixth week of a strike against Detroit's three biggest automakers. So uh, this has the potential to not only lift costs of production, but also at the same time lift wages and be inflationary. Indeed. I suppose the obvious concern is if that front expands in relation to workers more broadly in the American workforce agitating for these higher wages, where really over the course of the last year in particular, they've been reasonably well contained. Yes, there has been robust wage growth, but it hasn't been spiralling. And these sorts of issues or events tend to make people a little bit wary. In terms of the Stellantis share price, it was actually up 2% last night, but uh, over the course of the last couple of days, it has fallen by as much as 8% from its peak to its trough. It has, but the big news last night, Tom, was in the oil space, and the oil patch continues to consolidate, and we heard from Chevron last night, it's agreed to buy Hess Corp for $53 billion US dollars, a deal aimed at boosting production growth as the US oil industry bets on an enduring future for fossil fuels. Maybe they didn't get the message about electric vehicles, but certainly what we did hear was that Chevron wants to gain a significant foothold in Guyana. It's a South American country that is one of the world's newest oil producers. So the prize here is Guyana for growth potential for Chevron. And this follows a deal where ExxonMobil recently agreed to buy shale oil producer Pioneer Natural Resources $58 billion US dollars. I suppose in the big picture, in recent years, you've had organizations worried about having stranded assets in this space. And now they're just seeing the future with a little more clarity and that perhaps the doors aren't closing imminently. And they're hopping back into some uh, tactical investments that are looking a lot more attractive compared to the way they would have been priced a couple of years ago. Absolutely. So, what we did see, though, overall, though, was energy shares down last night. The investor base didn't really react positively. We saw shares of Chevron fall 3.4%. It was one amongst the biggest drags on the Dow Jones, and that's why it was negative last night. And we also saw Hess down 0.8% with all prices falling too. Gold prices also down over the course of the session, down by about a third of a percent to 1987 US dollars per ounce. Let's just quickly have a look at European markets. Uh, the UK market down by a third of a percent, the French market up by a fifth of a percent, the German market was flat, and the uh, broader European index, uh, the pan-European index was down 
by around 0.1%, and nothing to mention terribly much in terms of the way that European interest rates closed at the end of the session. They weren't vastly moved compared to Friday's closes. We did see the German 10-year bond yield up about eight basis points to 2.96%. We're awaiting the European Central Bank. They're going to announce their interest rate decision towards the middle of this week. Uh, No change is expected there, but of course, there's a lot of focus on the malaise around the European economy at the moment. We get the latest purchasing manager surveys from that region overnight. As far as the local market is concerned, as Ryan hinted at the start, we are looking forward to a flat start as far as the Australian share market is concerned. We took a knock yesterday, the ASX 200 down 0.8 of a percent in the first half hour of trade and showed almost no inclination to rebound from that over the course of the session. And it was very much looking forward to the Northern Hemisphere session. So it'll be interesting to see how the local investor base takes its cues from what it saw overnight, I suppose. Well, commodities sold off. You've mentioned both the oil and Gold prices, but iron ore futures continued to fall down by 0.2% to 118.45 US dollars a tonne. Concerns around China's property market is percolating and declines in iron ore prices are really on the back of a demand outlook deterioration in China. So expecting to see commodities weigh on the Aussie market today, but attention will turn tonight to a speech after the market close at 7pm here at the Commonwealth Bank where Reserve Bank Governor Michelle Bullock delivers a speech, and the speech is entitled Monetary Policy in Australia, Complementarities and Trade-Offs. So this will be very important and potentially give us some clues as to the direction of interest rates from here. This is her first actual speech as far as a prepared speech, and this is ahead of the Consumer Price Index release tomorrow. We've got a couple of uh, PMI measures to look at in local terms. I don't know if you'd be mentioning that in dispatches, right? Well, it'll be interesting to see how the Aussie economy is travelling and getting business views in these surveys on the services sector in particular with rising interest rates and inflation and those costs impacting consumers. So that's something to look out for. But today we've got a whole heap of AGMs again. We've got Ansel, Bigger Cheese, Credit Corp and Benigo and Adelaide Bank for investors to pass through. The Currency picture has been marked by a moderation in the US dollar. The greenback against the basket of currencies has eased by around three quarters of a percent overnight, which has been helpful as far as the Aussie dollar has been concerned at its lowest ebb overnight. It was flirting with that 62.9 area, rejected that and had a decent rally from there on, uh, trading at around 63.4 US cents. It's going to be an interesting day, of course, with around half an hour left of the US session. We've now got the Dow Jones down by 0.4%. The S&P 500 has now gone flat, so whether it can hold on to those gains by the close will be interesting, and the NASDAQ is up by 0.6%. Have a lovely day. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.